0: Hello, welcome to another edition of Hour wow with Sowwow. This is where we catch up with some of the biggest names in rugby league. Now this week is a special week for all the women involved in rugby league as it is women in league round for the NRL. This week we decided to catch up with Kiana Takarangi who signed her first contract with the Sydney Roosters for the 2019 NRLW. Well, thanks for coming on Pow Wow with Sao Wow, Kiana. Uh, now, I'm going to get the first thing uh, out of the way. I have uh, commentated your brother's names, but it is Takairangi, isn't it? Yes, Takairangi. that's correct. Great. So, Kiana, <laughs> Kiana Takairangi signed your first contract with the Roosters this year for the 2019 NRLW season. How is preseason looking?
1: Uh, really good. Really excited to be part of the team. We just had our first run uh, last night. Um, it went really well. We've got a really good bunch of girls, and it's yeah exciting. I think we're going to go pretty well this season.
0: Now we had to wait to do this podcast. You're getting some physio. Is it just ongoing maintenance, or what are we what are we looking at here? You're not carrying an injury already. No, nah,
1: just ongoing maintenance. I'm all good.
0: <laughs> no issues. This week is women in uh, women in league round for the NRL. How did you get to become in love with the game that is rugby league?
1: Um. Good question. I I've grown up around things like around rugby league. My brother and dad have played um, for as long as I've known, so grew up around the game. But I've only come to really find my own passion and love for it over the last couple of years. Um, started with the World Cup, playing for the Cook Islands, um, and yeah, just it just keeps getting more and more as I continue to learn more about the game. Really.
0: So playing for the Cook Islands, talk to us about that because Brad's played for New Zealand and the Cook Islands. Was it a difficult choice to go and play for the Cook Islands because you played a test uh, with the Silver Ferns this year as well?
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't a difficult choice at the time. I was was actually pretty lucky um, getting a start for them, I reckon, because prior to playing for them, I hadn't played any rugby league at all. Um, So they really gave me my foot in the door really
0: for Rugby League. How hard was Brad on you as an older brother? Because I, I looked through all of your stats and all that kind of stuff and uh, we'll get to where you sort of started your career professionally, but what was he like as, as a brother?
1: Um, <laughs> he was good. He's he's a pretty good brother. When we were younger, he was pretty good. Right now, being adults, he's a little bit...
0: It's um... <laughs> a bit cheeky.
1: Yeah, a bit cheeky, not so nice. We have a younger sister, um, so I'm the middle child. So those two um, have fun going up on me. But that's all right. (laughs) I think it
0: pretty well. Looking ahead to this season, uh, the Roosters made the grand final last year, but they were wiped off the field by a professional Broncos side. What have you guys been able, or girls been able to work on in the off-season that will get you back firstly to the grand final, but also take you to that next level?
1: Uh, I think this year there's, a, there's been a couple of changes. Um, Rick Stone's the coach this year, and just after having one training session last night, I can see that the girls definitely have a lot of respect for him. Um, so great coaching style. I've Really enjoyed being coached by him last night for the first time again. Uh, I think yeah, with a good good bunch of girls this year and um, excellent coaching staff, I think that, you know we're just we're going to have a good year.
0: You say having a good year. You've already had a good year because you played for New South Wales City in the 2019 Harvey Norman National Championships. Uh, you scored four tries. What position did you play there and what did you learn out of that that you can carry into your first professional contract with the Roosters?
1: Yeah, playing for City was an awesome experience. I really enjoyed that. So um, I was playing wing um, for City. I've been playing a bit of wing and a little bit of centre at club level. Um So, yeah, really enjoyed playing wing. Was lucky to get a few tries. I think I got three in our first game. which was off the back of everyone else's work. I didn't
0: really
1: have to do much. Did you
0: you give Brad some tips? Because he's moved to the wing in the last (laughs) couple of weeks. Have you been able to pass anything on to him?
1: Yeah, pretty much uh, taught him everything, which is why he's had a couple of good weeks over the last few weeks. No, not really, not much. (laughs)
0: Now, I want to go to this because you played for the LA Temptation in the LFL. Now, that's the Landre Football League for anyone that doesn't know. How did you first get the call to go over there and what was that experience like?
1: Um, so, yeah, we with that, um, I actually played a season here in Australia. There was, um, there was one year where the league came over from America. Yep. And it was a New South Wales team queensland perth and melbourne team so i played in that comp that year um and there was a one of the girls had come over from the la team to play in um, the south wales team so kind of had her as a connect and i'd moved over to the state um i think it was 2014 or 2013 i actually can't remember yeah 14 um i moved over originally to work i was working on super yachts based out of florida and then after, I think it was 11 months of doing that, I was sick of it. Like I'm training, <laughs> miss playing sports. So I just got in contact with um, that teammate from LA and basically asked her, how can I get, you know, how can I come over and play? And she put me in the right direction. Um, and yeah, so I got to do that. I just ended up playing two seasons of football over in LA and loved the experience. Um, it's a shame there's not much opportunity for growth in the sport, however. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
0: two seasons was enough. And when that league came in, obviously everyone would say, well, it's it's girls running around in lingerie. But if you watch it, yeah. it's actually some of the most physical contact sport that you will see anywhere. They didn't hold anything back. How did you adjust yeah. to that? Because I, I dare say that you didn't play any uh, NFL growing up. It would have been all footy or touch footy. How did you adapt to that style so quickly? Yeah, it
1: was... Pretty tough. Again, as you said, I, I hadn't played any contact sport before playing American football. So um, it was all pretty new to me. But you kind of learn pretty quick that you have to kind of be all in and commit and, um, you know, be the hammer, not the nail. <laughs> that, I don't even know. Is that the saying? I don't know. But basically, if you don't go all in, you're going to get smashed. So you learn that pretty quick. And, um, yeah, as you said, real physical sport. There's a lot of talent um, in the game. Just saying that there's not much um, opportunity for growth within it.
0: Did you see many of the girls that could have adapted over to rugby league, knowing that, or do you even keep in touch with any of them that may be looking at an opportunity, knowing that they could come over here and play in a professional league?
1: Yeah, there's so much talent over there. A lot of the girls um, are really good athletes. They don't really know much about our sport. They Kind of freak out at rugby or rugby league, knowing that there's no protection, there's no helmets and pads. So, I don't actually know if anyone will be keen to come over and have a go. They all seem a little bit intimidated by it. <laughs> but um, there's definitely talent. They could definitely come over and get involved for sure.
0: What have you made about the the women's development? Because that that LFL sort of it took off for a little while in the American uh, system, the sports system. But over here in Australia, women in sports come a long way, especially women in rugby league, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's so awesome to see. In and um, I feel like I've come home at the right time or I did come home at the right time from um, American football because the game's just, you know, going crazy. There's so much support now for the girls and um, so much more opportunity for the girls to have a good crack at it. So, yeah, I'm loving it.
0: You talked about scoring tries before when you, you went up to those national championships. You scored two on debut for the Kiwis this year. How proud were you to play in that test against Samoa, And it's just showing that they, the international women's game as well as the domestic scene, it's just getting so much, I guess, publicity and also uh, female participants, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, playing for the keywords is such a big honour for me. Uh, it was really cool to go over and meet like a whole new bunch of girls. I've already made a whole heap of teammates over here in um, Australia through playing at club level and... Um, sorry, city level, national level. So that was unreal. But then going over to New Zealand and meeting a whole new group of girls, um, was such a cool experience. So yeah, really excited for the future. Um, hopefully getting a couple more games under my belt. With you.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you will. You scored two on debut. I'm sure they'll have you back. What was the the one thing that you remember um, from that trip over to New Zealand and playing in that game? Were you nervous at all? And, yeah, you know, what are some of the experiences you can share with us? Take us behind the scenes in terms of prefer- preparing for an international test.
1: Um, yes, I was definitely nervous. Um, one thing that kind of stands out for me was learning the haka. <laughs> yes. Um, so growing up, like, obviously, well, Brad and I and my youngest sister, we, we were all born over here, so we've grown up. Um, Aussie, basically, yeah. and going back over there, we had to. Well, for me, yeah, learning the haka was a bit tricky. Um, I had heaps of people messaging me, oh, can't wait to see you do the hacker and <laughs> do the spook liner and whatnot. And I was kind of a bit more worried about that than actually playing, to be honest, at the start. But um, that was like a cool experience getting to learn that and get my first one out of the way. I think I'll be a bit more confident going into the next one, I'm not kind of fight at the back like I was. Um, but, yeah, just being in that team environment, again, with a new bunch of girls representing our country, I think that's, you know, massive. So it's just a really special experience
0: for me. Now you've already played a lot of footy this year, Kiana, in terms of your play for the Cronulla Sharks in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, which you lost in the semifinals.
1: Yeah.
0: How much did that hurt? Because it was a game where you guys probably weren't at your best but could have definitely still could have won.
1: Yeah, definitely. it's uh, been a really good season for us, um, at the Sharks. We've we've kind of we've had like such a good we have such a good coaches, such a good coaching staff. We do everything right at training and it's just been real hard for us to put it all together on game day. So, um yeah, losing that game against Newcastle was definitely tough hurt a lot. There were a couple of kids in the um, in the sheds after the game, knowing that we couldn't run it really. So It was hard, but it's a good starting point for us. We know how much potential there is there for us to go ahead and win the championship. So it just makes us a little bit more determined for next year, really.
0: And, of course, your coach, Rick Stone, won with CRL Newcastle. Were they the best team in the competition? And how did you see the the final against Mounties?
1: Yeah, I think they were. Because we played Mounties twice um, leading up to our final. Very good team you know, a lot of talent in there. However, I think playing against Newcastle, I think their talent was a bit more widespread across the field. So um, I personally thought that Newcastle were going to win. Um, but, yeah, it was a really good game. Again, just good game of women's footy. But yeah, good to see.
0: Well, let's get to know you, Keanu. We've talked all the footy now. That's I, I've got that out of the way. But let's talk about you. What was your first ever car?
1: Oh, um, a Honda Accord Euro. It's the same one I still have, which is a bit sad.
0: <laughs> what colour is it? Silver. Silver, okay. What's your favourite food?
1: Um, chocolate.
0: Pre-game song?
1: Ooh. Something with a bit of a...
0: It'd be rap, surely. Knowing Brad, oh, it'd be rap or hip-hop or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, probably some sort of gangster... Song.
0: i can't think of one off the top of my head at the moment but
1: yeah favorite tv show um i'm on power i'm hooked on power at the moment oh
0: power at the moment <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> waiting for that next season
0: what about uh what's your best game describe as your best game where you've come off and you thought i'm probably the best women's player in the world at the moment
1: <laughs> i don't think it's happened yet but it's, uh, trust me it's fine.
0: happened it didn't happen too often for me, but I've had some times where I've come up and thought I was pretty good.
1: Not yet, but maybe, hopefully, maybe after a Rooster's games, we'll see.
0: <laughs> now, at the moment, the women's game still making that transition into. Uh, full-time professionalism and all that kind of stuff with contracts. And, you know, you didn't have a contract last year. What does it mean to you to be able to get a contract this year with the Roosters? And how do you make the most of that now, not only on the field, but certainly off the field with with some of your businesses? Uh, You work with your best friend, Corbin McGregor, into Speed and Agility Academy. So how do you tie that all in together? And how do you now make the, the most of that in the short time of exposure you girls have?
1: Yep. Such a massive privilege and such an honour to get a contract this year with the Roosters. Um, I think for myself, it's kind of like we've only got a short season, as you mentioned. So it's just kind of prioritising footy for the moment, um, making work work around footy because um, yeah, we don't have much time together, and with like basically two months, and it'll be all over. So buying all in, committing as much as I can to. Um, you know, getting a run and doing the best I can for
0: the team. What about the speed academy? Give yourself a plug. What, what's the academy called?
1: <laughs> um, so it's Roger Badbury Speed and Agility Academy. Yes. Do um, you want to get
0: faster? Want to get faster? How much faster has he made you? Because I know that he's worked with um, James Seguiaro, Todd Carney. He's worked with all, yeah. all the NRL players. How much faster has he made you? Yeah, he has. Um, I don't
1: know. Exactly how much. I've definitely improved those since training with him. Been there for a few years. You can't give him a plug
0: if you can't give me the results.
1: (laughs) Heap. I'm heap faster than I was before.
0: (laughs) What's the hardest (laughs) thing? What's the most unusual thing Rogers made you do in training that you thought this is not going to make me faster, but then all of a sudden it clicks and it's worked?
1: So what he was doing last year in the off-season, any anytime we had any new um, NRL boys come down, he'd make everyone stand in a circle and hold hands. Right. Before the session, it, he'd, he'd pretend to say a prayer and he'd just basically look to see everyone else's responses or the new people's <laughs> responses. So that was always good fun. I remember we had um, Dan Albaro down last year and we are there holding hands and he's Roger's there saying his prayer and... Dan's face was like, What the hell is this guy on? Like Yeah, but that's just Rod. Right. He does a lot of crazy stuff, but I'm used to him now.
0: What's the message you, you tell young girls when you're training them to try and get them into the game of rugby league?
1: Um just to have a go at it. I pretty much say to any of my clients, regardless of what sport they play, I always try and say, Have you you know, have you thought of playing league? Um just to have a go really and if they don't want to have a go, that's all good. But whatever they do, just to you know, aim high, aim big, and um, basically never give up.
0: What's I'll finish on this? What is the one rule that you would like to change to the women's game? Because I think at the moment there's a real trying to get little little girls into the game. For me, is something that I think the NRLW can improve on. But I would move down to eleven players and only have one marker oh. to allow that speed of the ruck to be as best as it can be without sort of getting bogged down with having hit ups. So I think 11 on 11 and having one marker, what do you think about that? Or what was the one rule you would change?
1: I actually haven't even thought about it, but um, I like what you just said now, but in all honesty, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd want to change anything. I think we want to try and um, get as close to the men's game as possible. I know we do shorter games at the moment. we thirty minute halves, not forty minutes, and so maybe extend that a little bit. But otherwise, yeah, nothing. I'd have to think about it a bit more,
0: sorry. <laughs> no worries. All right, <laughs> thanks for coming on Power Hour with Sour. Appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you, appreciate that. Thanks for catching up with us this week on Power Hour with Sour Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. We'll see you next week.